Guys who married bridezillas, what happened after the wedding? My first wife was a bridezilla. During our honeymoon, she realized she was married and the wedding day was history. She wanted the big wedding, which she had, not the actual marriage. The next two years were miserable until she finally tapped out. I was young and stupid and the thought of divorce never crossed my mind. I don't know why it didn't. I guess I just assumed I'd be miserable the rest of my life. When she told me she was leaving, it felt as if the weight of the world was off of my shoulders. On a happy note, her parents were still paying off the wedding when we divorced. That's what happens when you allow your daughter everything she wanted, including two wedding dresses. I have a feeling this is how a lot of these stories are going to go. They wanted the big wedding, and then once it's over, they realize they don't really care so much anymore. One of my coworkers married a bridezilla. I'll try to just hit the bullet points of what happened leading up to, during, and after the wedding, but it's still a lot. The moment he proposed, she lost any interest in any woohoo. According to him, she also basically stopped acting like the woman he fell in love with and started acting like her real self, which was completely crazy. A week after he proposed, she quit her job because her full-time job was now planning the wedding. The wedding was horrible, but I'm getting there. She had a fight with his mother because the bride demanded the groom's mom pay for half the wedding, but get zero input and wasn't allowed to contribute to the guest list, which was 95% the bride's friends and family. The bride, who was 30 years old, subsequently egged her future mother-in-law's house. When the bride and groom had a fight about the egging, he went to work the next day and she shaved her head and sent him a video of her screaming and sobbing as she buzzed her hair off in the bathroom. I worked with him. He showed me the video when he said he had to leave. I strongly urged him to have her assessed by a psychiatrist. Jump to the wedding. It was in a pool clubhouse in the summer. It was way too small for the 150 plus people they invited. Someone forgot to turn the AC on until after the place was packed. A lifeguard showed up in a swimsuit to turn it on, but it did little given it was already sweltering. Two rows of chairs in the clubhouse were ribboned off with reserved signs on them, so no one sat in them. They were later occupied by the six seated bridesmaids, leaving about a dozen open chairs once the wedding started. The one groomsman stood by the groom and didn't sit. Elderly people were left standing or reduced to sitting on the floor, as there was no way to get to the chairs once the ceremony started. The bride showed up 90 minutes late, having been unhappy with her hair, which I assume was a wig, and makeup, so she She took it all off and did it herself. So all the guests are standing there for an hour and a half waiting for her. The groom was literally standing at the altar sweating his butt off in a wool suit in the South's high summer and was clearly not sure if she would show up. He looked like he felt sick. When the bride showed up, she burst into the clubhouse, marched down the aisle, and snapped at the officiant to hurry up and get started. During the prayer, while the religious groom had his head bowed, she turned to wave at everyone. I don't pray, so I was looking up. Then she told her mother to go get her some water. She drank a bottle of water during the prayer and kept grinning and waving at people in attendance, paying zero mind to her groom in front of her. When the ceremony was over, tables were crammed into the clubhouse and apparently only family and immediate friends of the bride had seats at tables. The rest of us were going to be standing outside during the reception, so I didn't see a dance, a speech, the cake cut, nothing. The food was served outside, in the southern U.S. July heat, 
with bugs everywhere. The bride made the groom go get her food over and over. He meekly stood in line with the other 150 people until people insisted he go sit and let them get the food. Nope, she told him to get the food, so he said he had to be the one to get her food. She never left her table, never greeted any of her guests. Apparently, they had a massive fight as they were leaving the following day for the honeymoon. The bride laying all the failures of the wedding she planned at him and his mom's feet. She threw his luggage out of the car and tried to drive to the airport by herself. But he had their tickets and jumped on the hood to stop her from driving off in his car. He got fired about a month after the wedding because he kept showing up late, leaving early, and leaving in the middle of the day, usually because she called him with some crisis. One year after the wedding, I got a thank you note for my wedding gift, which was signed by just the bride with a note that said, As you may have heard, Ryan and I have had a bumpy start in our first year as a married couple, and we're separated now. Thanks for the lovely gift. They divorced a couple months later. You know, I know what I was getting into with this thread, but I can't help but just feel bad for all these guys. I married a groomzilla, bent over backwards to make the wedding as magical as he wanted. I would have been happy in someone's backyard with a potluck. He admitted in couples counseling seven years later that he never really wanted to marry me, so much as he just wanted a huge show and party. Everyone liked and approved of me, so he wanted them all to see he was making a good choice and be envious. He wanted them to be proud of him. We used up most of the money I got from a car accident settlement. Could have put a down payment on a small house. He asked for a divorce in 2020. They had an expensive $75,000 wedding. After they split up, it turned out the bride never turned in the paperwork to make their marriage legal. The groom didn't even know he wasn't married until he wanted to file for divorce. The bride never returned the gifts either, even though they never really got married. She just lied to everyone about it. I don't know how many people know she never got married. This sounds like it would be illegal in some way, no? My brother married a bridezilla. She yelled at my mother on the day of for asking her where she wanted certain decorations at the reception site. There wasn't a written plan, so my mom had nothing to go off of. Never thanked my parents for financially contributing to the wedding. Accused a bridesmaid of trying to upstage her by getting a spray tan before the wedding. My brother wanted me to be in the wedding party, but she told him to his face that I was too pretty to be in the wedding party and all of her bridesmaids had to be less attractive than her. She stole my sister-in-law's jacket in the middle of the reception, literally took it right off her back because one of the bridesmaids was cold. It was a night reception in the spring. The girl should have brought a jacket. The list goes on. Well, they got divorced about a year later because apparently her demanding attitude carried over into the marriage. Needless to say, the rest of my family had a little party when we heard about the divorce. She sounds like a piece of work, but is there literally any compliment more objectively true than being told you're too attractive for the wedding party by a vapid narcissist? Not a bridezilla, but a groomzilla. A friend of my father was remarrying. It was both his and his bride's second time around, both in their early 40s, and an arranged marriage. The guy was an utter groomzilla. He demanded that everything be at top-notch hotels with obscenely expensive catering and hired string quartets and whatnot for the entertainment. Mostly paid out of the bride's family's pocket, I might add. The parties on the night leading up to the main wedding event were opportunity enough for him to make a rather public fool of himself talking at the top of his voice and showboating the entire time. 
But the kicker came the next day, when the bride was missing from her own wedding reception. Obviously, it was very odd and conspicuous, and the few relatives from her side made some non-committal excuses for her not feeling well. Turns out, this jerk had divorced the poor woman right after he'd had his wedding night fun. He said that he didn't like her enough, and that's an almost literal quote. So he gave her the divorce papers, and that was it. The marriage was officially over before the festivities even ended. That's gotta be close to a record turnaround time, right? But seriously, that guy is a massive jerk. My cousin was married to one. He comes from a very not wealthy area and has become successful himself after moving out of his hometown. His wife was extremely wealthy, even could say excessively. They married after a year of knowing each other. And boy was it a surprise to hear about the wedding plans. They spent over $250,000 on the wedding, including catering by five to seven different restaurants. Their food was from different cultures and cooked in front of you. Think almost hibachi buffet style. They even had servers in tailed suits and white gloves serving Taco Bell after midnight once everyone was drunk. Once they got married, she was spending more money than he could make. She was getting mad because he wasn't making enough. While she wasn't working and they hadn't had any kids, they got divorced and she gave him the ultimatum of getting his ring back or keeping the dog. He kept the dog. Her sister, a lawyer, helped her file a restraining order on him and they haven't spoken since. Screw her, but man did he dodge a bullet. $250,000 is an insane amount of money for a wedding. Our guy made the right decision keeping the dog though. I married a groomzilla. We're talking costume changes between wedding and reception, yelling at the wedding planner, dragged out fights about whether we can add fruit kebabs so people would get enough to eat, everything. There was zero compromise. He made a lot of promises for things I had been wanting after the wedding and they never materialized, like a beach vacation and such. Turns out no compromise at the wedding meant no compromise anywhere else. So I left him after four years of marriage. Best decision ever. No compromise at the wedding meant no compromise anywhere else is probably about the best way you could sum up this entire thread. A friend of my husband's who he's known since they were kids, so about 20 years now, married a bridezilla. She's evangelical and religion is pretty much her life, and he was agnostic, a nice metalhead geek guy. They asked us to be the best man and woman. Me and my husband are both tattooed, and when we arrived at the wedding, we were his only friends. Everyone in that big wedding was from her, now also his, church. Well, the preacher kept saying to him he had his old life and now his new life, his old friends and now the new friends, yada yada yada, but all the time criticizing his old ways, the authentic way. And everyone kept looking at me and my husband like we were beasts. Worst day ever. She's that kind of person that wants to be an influencer. Every single thing is in her Instagram. Their relationship seems perfect there, but he always seems so unhappy, so apathetic, especially when we used to see him. Always talking about how things are so different, how things are like she wants. 
Her stories are basically her saying he does nothing right. It's even humiliating. She made him stop talking to us. This last week, he got out of every group we had. He stopped answering my husband, who's very sad that he lost one of his friends. I believe she's the one replying with the few weird messages he does get. That's the Bridezilla. It seems very common for the Bridezilla to act on social media, but in real life, it's all messy. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It honestly sounds like these two were very different from each other when they got married. Like, these two lifestyles don't really mesh together. I feel like he must have known he was going to be giving everything up to marry her. My girlfriend of 10 years is very down-to-earth and level-headed. We finally decided to get married later this year for a few reasons, and she's feeling a lot of phantom pressure to do things a certain way. It's not like there's an overbearing mom or catty friends applying pressure or expectations. It's just the whole idea is overwhelming and filled to the brim with opportunities to make a decision you might end up regretting later or forever. I've taken a more active role in narrowing down options instead of asking her to pick a perfect solution out of 5 million possible options. It's helped somewhat, but there's still a lot of pressure on her seemingly out of nowhere 
to make a series of decisions that all depend on the first few big decisions that are weighing heavily on us. All this to say, I can see how this kind of stuff could turn a normal woman into a lunatic. These types of events tend to bring latent family and friend drama to the forefront, and emotions are high before anything even really gets started. My guess is that a lot of Bridezillas were actually lovely people who calmed down and returned to being lovely people after the stress of wedding stuff is removed. This is the other side of the coin. Planning a wedding does have a lot involved, and there are a lot of general expectations. It's understandable how a normal person could get overwhelmed. Before reading these comments, I thought a bridezilla was a woman huge and strong enough to be compared to Godzilla, and entered the thread eagerly expecting to read stories about grooms getting lifted and carried off into the sunset on their wedding day. I'm very disappointed. My uncle married one. She had a spending problem, went clubbing in her 40s thinking she was 20, acted like she was better than everyone, couldn't keep friendships, and cheated on my uncle with a man 10 to 15 years her junior. My uncle is remarried and happy now. Sounds like she never quite grew up and just wanted to live her life as a party. That's definitely a red flag. Been married 14 years now. She's definitely a pain in the butt sometimes, but so is everyone else. I'm also pretty laid back, so a lot of decisions I leave to her because I just don't care. If it's a decision I do care about, I make the decision. Without her, I wouldn't have the three best kids on earth. She's an amazing mom, and our kids have our best qualities. We have fun all the time. I think she was a bridezilla not because she was a crazy person. It was more about making the moment right for everyone and making it a great memory. She had a relatively rough life with her parents, and there weren't a ton of great memories. I noticed she goes way out of her way to make great memories for the kids, as she's always planning stuff for us to do with them. I'm gonna keep her. I married a bridezilla. In the 18 months we were married, she was such an unfit mother with too many instances to list here that when the divorce was finalized, I got custody of our kid and the kid she had prior to our marriage. Also, she was a blackout drunk and cheated on me with several different men. The final straw was when I had to travel out of state to check on my grandmother. I came back a day early, saw used Marlboros in the ashtray, not her brand, and I don't smoke, and then I heard grunting and groaning in the bedroom. Yep, there she was, and there he was, and there he was. Devil's Triangle. I contacted a divorce lawyer the next day, finalized it as fast as possible. Ding, 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 we have a winner. My uncle married this lady who was an insane bridezilla and put him into an enormous amount of debt because she wouldn't settle for anything less than her perfect dream wedding. She had the marriage annulled after the fancy honeymoon and said she didn't want to be his wife, but she always wanted to have her dream wedding. Jerk. My cousin was an unbelievable bridezilla. About a year after their horrifying wedding, her husband convinced her to seek help for her mental health. Five years later, she's in a much better place and they're happy. Just in case anyone wanted a happy story. My girlfriend's former friend was a bridezilla. Didn't smile once at her own wedding because she was too busy freaking out over insignificant details. Although she has a master's degree with unpaid college loans, she's now a permanent stay-at-home mom, an anti-vaxxer, and a conspiracy theorist. She spends her days getting into Facebook beefs with anyone who isn't woke enough. No idea how her husband hasn't gone crazy, because as far as I know, he's not into any of that. 
She sounds like exactly the type of person you would expect a stereotypical bridezilla to be. My sister decided to marry a fellow she'd been with for less than four months. Second marriage. It was spur of the moment, with less than one month notice. Let's all fly across Canada for a lovely East Coast wedding. Flying across Canada is expensive. Anyways, I had just started a new job and it was imperative that I be there at work during her wedding time. Not the slightest option of time off. I would have been let go. She didn't talk to me for over a year. The marriage lasted around a year, if that. She took him for everything. He lost his house, his car, and drank himself out of his job. She even took his dog. Other family members stepped in and gave him his dog back. She's a peach. Single if anyone's looking. My first marriage was to a bridezilla. She got drunk before the ceremony and wouldn't dance because she was too anxious people would make fun of her. She tried bragging to my cousins during the dinner that our wedding was better than theirs. The four of us got married in a two-year span. She invited her ex-boyfriend to the ceremony that I later found out she had been sleeping with both before and after our wedding. She took the money we had received as gifts and were planning on using for a house down payment and spent it on random crap. She had a ton of debt that she kept from me as well. I left her a year after to the day and never looked back. I'm now happily married to a great woman. Obviously, hindsight, yada yada, but there were a lot of red flags I should have noticed. Here are some of the big things she did after the wedding. She spent money quicker than she could make it. I ended up having to take on a second job, and I already worked 50 plus hours a week, all just to cover the bills. She started using substances and stopped going to work. She would visit her friends in the evening, found out later on she was going to her boyfriends. The final straw was when I found out what she was doing with the money. I didn't know at first she was into substances. Online payment of bills weren't as popular when we were married, so I would give her the money to go and pay some during banking hours. One day, I got pulled over and charged with no insurance on my vehicle. Turns out, she was taking the money for bills and buying substances. When the notices for no payment would come in the mail, she would hide them or rip them up. I handed her the separation papers on our one-year anniversary. I, 21-year-old female at the time, married a groomzilla, 25. I wanted to elope because I didn't like the idea of being stared at by people. He demanded a wedding of 200 plus. He had my parents build a giant gazebo on our farm, said he'd help pay for building costs. Me and my dad built it by hand with our neighbor. He was always working. Don't get me wrong, he helped a few weekends, but it was a year-long project. Shortly after the wedding, we retired to our hotel, and he didn't want to consummate. I was like, okay, long day, I get it. Three months into a sexless marriage, I walk into him banging our 60-ish year old male neighbor. I opened my bedroom door, saw what was happening, said I was sorry, shut the door, got my dog, and drove home to mommy and daddy as stayed away. Why did I say I was sorry and not yell? I'll never know. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.